Welcome into episode four of the Sun Devil Source Report podcast. My name is Kerry Crowley and I'll be your host. And later on in this episode, I'll be joined by Sun Devil Source publisher, Chris Cartman. Episode four is the second part of a two-part series from us from ASU Football Media Day. On Saturday, we had the opportunity to gather and sit down with some of ASU's players and coaches and chat with them about the upcoming season and their expectations in that regard. In episode three of our podcast, you heard from players and coaches on the offensive side of the football and offensive coordinator Chip Lindsey, offensive line coach Chris Thompson, a pair of quarterbacks in Brady White and Manny Wilkins, as well as senior tight end Cody Cole and running back Kalen Balaj. If you haven't had the chance to check out that episode, please do so. Episode three of the Sun Devil Source Report podcast. But coming up here on episode four, you'll hear from those on the defensive side of the ball as we sat down with new defensive coordinator Keith Patterson. Patterson's been on the staff, but this season he takes on all sorts of new responsibilities that date back to his days when he coached with Todd Graham at Pittsburgh and Tulsa, and he'll really get into describing what that entails for the Sun Devils this season. Aside from hearing from Patterson, you'll hear from some of the veterans on ASU's defense, including safety Laiu Mokiola, safety Armand Perry, linebacker DJ Calhoun, and safety Marcus Ball, who's had an interesting career so far with the Sun Devils. So those interviews will come your way shortly here on the Sun Devil Source Report podcast, and we'll kick things off with our sit-down with defensive coordinator Keith Patterson. Joined now by Arizona State defensive coordinator Keith Patterson. Coach, thank you so much for joining us. You bet. Thank you for having me. Coach, last year was sort of a transitional year in handing off the defensive signals, the defensive calls, as you and you and Todd split those duties a little bit. This year, he said the emphasis is on you, and that's how you guys used to work together. How's that been going so far during camp? Yeah, it's been good, been really good. I mean, you know, it, it just – I've shared this with several people. I mean, when, when I came back, um, they just won – the South and, and played, you know, in the Pac-12 championship game. And so I just tried to come in and, you know, hey, what's my role here? You know, what do you want me to do? Um, you know, so I, I just kind of slid in there and coached the linebackers, tried to help out with some special, some of the special teams and and uh, just tried to, tried to you know, help us become a better unit without upsetting any kind of the balance that they might have already had. Um, you know, last year, I think the UCLA game coach asked me to come down on the field and I started doing, uh, didn't do any of the signaling or anything like that. Uh, we had, you know, we'd talk about third downs and stuff and kind of, I help him a little bit on third down, but still it, it, it's, you know, even that that's hard. I mean, you know, when you're, you're operating like that and, and it, the style of defense that, that we were playing. So, uh, th this year's much different. I mean, it's actually like like Coach said. It's like it was at Tulsa. It's like it was when we were at Pittsburgh. And and you know, we I know what Coach wants from the defense. I know he wants to you know play aggressive, uh, but calculated. You know, in in pressuring and impacting quarterback. You can't just sit and play zone coverage and 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 rush four all the time. I mean, you can, but you're going to die a slow death in this conference. I mean, there's the talent and the quarterbacks are too good. Uh, so you want to move them off the spot. You got to move the spots when you are playing zone defense, and and not let people draw a bead on you. So that's my whole deal is is 
it's like anything else, you know. It's like a pitcher if he throws a fastball every time, you know, eventually they're going to knock him out the, out of the park. So I mean, it's it's the same type of mindset. And we just when you're playing 90 plays in the course of a game, then what you have to do is you got to give people multiple looks, and you got to make sure you have enough soap. Todd's mentioned uh, increased physicality that he feels in this camp. And it just seems like you have a lunch pail type of a defense. Not so much talk, but just guys that go out there and do their jobs. That's right. When you're when three of your seniors are Ami Latu and Laiu Moekola and uh, Salamo Viso, and you know they're they're not gonna probably uh, uh, be uh, on the speaking tour uh, anytime soon. So I mean, with when those guys, I mean, that's what I do love about our defense. There's no there ain't no talking. There's no there's no uh, called meetings. There's nothing to talk about. Hey, show up today and let's get better. Every time I've challenged this defense to this point in fall camp about a certain issue or a certain uh, concept, man, they've accepted that challenge and they've they've and they've done it. It's called player to player accountability. It can't always be coming from the coach. At some point, uh, players have to hold each other accountable to certain expectations and th- certain things. So uh, that's what we've been – I think that's the biggest difference. It isn't just coaches. It's it's people and players holding each other accountable to a standard. Uh, all I did was I, I, I challenged them to bring me their best every day. Just give me your best. And if when you don't bring me your best, I'm going to hold you accountable. I'm going to let you know that you didn't. And so far at this point, it's been it's been really good. At the same time, there may not be a speaking tour for Salamo Fiso and Laiu Mokiola, but they are some of the most important on-field communicators. How have they found that balance, and, and how important are they to your defense in that regard? <laughs> That's really strange, too, because, you know, most people think leadership's about getting up in front of everybody and calling someone out or, or giving, you know, the Gipper speech or whatever. But... <laughs> That's really strange. That the, two, two of the quietest football players that I've ever been around. Uh, I've only seen, I've only had one other one. A kid, young man by the name of Charles Davis. Uh, I'll never forget. We was playing the University of Oklahoma one time, and the guy was in the game and uh, scores seven to nothing at the end of the first quarter. All of a sudden, he gets hurt and goes out, and then it's twenty eight. You know, it's twenty eight points just like that. And I'm going, and there was just total chaos on the field trying to get lined up. And I was like, what is going on? And sure enough, a guy that never said three words off the field but had an unbelievable uh, way about himself. And that's what you got with, with Laiu and, and Salamo. Uh, they just have a have a way and a comfort level of communicating on a football field uh, that, that's, that's unexplainable. And it, it does make them very effective. A lot of people think that your front seven – should be a strength of this team. You have a great linebacking core with experience, Salamo, Christian Sam, DJ, Calhoun. You have JoJo Wicker, who's one of the best young pass rushers in the Pac-12 probably. Uh, you have uh, Smallwood is probably one of the best defensive linemen. Viliami you talked about. What, what are your expectations for this group given their level of experience and capability? Well, uh, I, again, we're holding them to a very high standard because I do think you have a great – mixture of experience of talent of uh you know even some of the the younger guys the guys like aj leto mm-hmm. who has been and having a great fall camp uh you've got guys that are big strong explosive guys like Renell La- La- uh, Wren who have, who have gotten better i mean guys like george lee uh that we haven't talked about 
young people like Malik Lawal, who has had an incredible fall camp and could be a sleeper. Who knows? I don't know how he's going to develop throughout the course of this year, but we'll find out. Uh, you know, uh, I do think they are a strength of our team. Uh, but on the same hand, I see a, I see a, a secondary unit that is working and that is uh, – I don't know. I don't like using the term playing with a chip on their shoulder, but I know they're playing uh, with a passion. I know they're playing with a purpose. And I know that uh, if we can develop them as a unit and get some continuity with those guys back there, uh, that they're going to continue to improve. And then that's only going to make us better as a defense. In the Pac-12, you've got so many different styles of offense. There's the the run you over type of offense in Stanford and Utah. Then you can flip the switch and play in Oregon or a Washington State. How do you find the balance of finding your own defensive identity while still tailoring a game plan on a weekly basis? A coach told me a long time ago, you better win, you better build your defense to win your conference. So if you're not physical and and stop run stopping defense, uh, you're you're probably not going to win the Pac-12 because you're probably at some point going to have to go through someone like Stanford. So uh, obviously, that's the one aspect that football is never going to change. You have to stop the run. You cannot be a great defense if you can't stop the run because if you can't make people one-dimensional, then then they're going to keep you off balance with runs and play actions and screens and things like that. And then you just open up a whole nother can of worms. But on the same hand, with the talent that you have, you can't just load the box either uh, in this conference with the uh, the you know different styles of offense like you're talking about you have air raid and then you got the pro style and then you have uh basically you know your multiple uh, running back tight end groups mm -hmm. with like stanford so uh i've always believed defensively you have to be multiple but simple it you you have to be able to move the move the dots on offenses you got to you know show them one thing and present you know in presentation and then give them another mm -hmm. uh and then you got to make them think hey we're defending and you're pressuring you got to make them think hey here they come and you're defending uh so it's a cat and mouse game multiple and that's easy to say and hard to do in practicality and trying to keep it simple uh because at some, you know, I wish it was just, you know, you could just do this, but the game has changed, and so therefore we do have a system that where we can create matchups, personnel-wise, just like offenses can create matchups by trying to get this receiver on this mm -hmm. nickelback or this linebacker or this DB. I think you have to be able to do the same thing now defensively. I don't think you can just line up and play this front or this mm -hmm. front. I think you got to be able to say we got to get this guy on that guy and let him go to work. To this point, Chip Lindsey's background, Tony Franklin system, air raid, some pro style, how much does that help you guys in a practice setting given some of the schemes that you see offensively in this conference? I think uh, anytime you can practice against a team that, that, that calls plays fast and goes fast and has an up-tempo style, uh, I've always said this, teams that just want to go fast all the time just call defense fast hmm. that didn't bother you what bothers you is when they're going at a normal tempo and all of a sudden they change the tempo to me that's where it can become a problem because now all of a sudden you've been you're in a methodical way of calling defense and all of a sudden no they're going fast so i think that's where it helps you hmm. i think you we have a system that's built to call defense fast when people are going fast uh and and we're very multiple in that so uh, I think that's what helps you. But then there's also a balance, you know. 
that's all well and good playing tempo teams, but man, what are you going to do when Stanford puts three tight ends and you know six tackles on the field, you know, and McCaffrey behind them? Which will happen. <laughs> <laughs> you you and Todd have such a unique relationship among coaches in college football, and that you've been with each other at so many different stops, and it really started back as college roommates yes. together. When you look at your defensive philosophies now. How are they different from maybe when you first met each other and started coaching together? You know, it's really weird because we're really a culmination of everything that we've been since 1995, mm -hmm. probably. I mean, you look at it, we, we, we when we started out, we were a 4-3. Then we went to a 4-2-5. Then we went to a 3-3-5. Then we went to a 3-4. And then we're right back to everything now. Now we do it all. We have... We have all those concepts now built. It's made us who we are. The greatest thing that happened to Coach and I, honestly, is when we hired Gus Malzahn at Tulsa. He helped us. I mean, because that guy and the the those people, the air raid guys, the Gus Malzons, the hurry up no huddle, uh, they changed football forever, probably. I mean, I don't ever see it going back the other way anytime soon. So, I mean – you know, it even impacted the, the professional game, I think. You know, so I do believe that, you know, hiring him changed our mindset because all of a sudden we were like going, wow, the way we're structured and the way we're doing things is <laughs> not really good versus all this stuff. So he made us change the way we measured success on defense. I mean, 2005 and 2006, we were the number one defense in our conference. Gus shows up in 2007, and I'm like going, we fell off the map. We got against Central Florida in the, in the uh, Conference USA Championship game, and that uh, was that running back that uh, from the – oh, man, we couldn't have stopped him if we had played eight quarters. I mean, it was just unbelievable. And what happened was, man, we were so in practice worrying about this, we didn't design our defense to stop the run. Mm. And we said, wait, wait, wait. It changed coach – Coach went back and said, wait, we're going to do this on offense, but we're going to start by doing this. We got it. It was the same concept. That's where we learned that. It was, it was no different us having to play Stanford in the Pac-12 championship game. It was us having to play Central Florida in the, in the Conference USA championship game. Same type mind, mindset. And we changed the way we, we structured our defense and the way we practiced. Not our style or not our uh, scheme. But, yes, see – that, that's what makes our defense unique. Coaches always think outside the box. I mean, I can tell you the very first time I ever worked for him, man, man, I had my playbook. I said, like, man, check this thing out. And he's like, oh, yeah, that's real good. Okay. <laughs> and, and I was like, going, dude. I mean, he was just like, hey, I want you to think yeah. differently than the way we were coached. And I'm like, what? I didn't know what he was talking about. And then once he started explaining it, it made it. He goes, we want to be unique in everything we do. And I, I so as that, that's always been kind of our deal. We've always tried to do something defensively that no one else in the conference does. Yeah. And it's made us unique. You put a lot of responsibility on the members of your secondary here at ASU. And, and they've responded. You've had Demarius Randall and Asahan Irabur, Devaron Carr, Robert Nelson, all, all Pac-12 players, a bunch of them, probably more than any other team in the South. Uh, and last year you had a couple injuries and you took a step back. But in Curry Moore and Armand Perry, do you feel like you were reemerging in that regard and have the ability to put some of those guys back onto that all-conference list in their careers? I think so. And, and you know, I think uh, I think a lot of it 
the you know not not taking anything away from any of those guys. I think the uh, on the same hand, the pressure that's been applied on quarterbacks, those guys are not comfortable in the pocket, and they're uh, they're getting the ball out and getting rid of the ball and and uh, putting it up, and guys are making great plays. Uh, there's there's a balance, mm-hmm. you know, of when to apply pressure and when to take the pressure off your own guys, you know. Right. And, and and I think that that's the that's the secret to it all, you know. I mean, you look at us at Pittsburgh. I mean, we were top in country in third down defense, quarterback sacks, TFLs. I mean, uh, and it was, but we we didn't pressure maybe to the extent that's what we have here. Uh, I think that's just a lot of times that's the nature of Coach Graham's personality. I mean, he's calling defense, man. He's he, he's going to put his foot in the carburetor, right? You know, <laughs> where I'm not different other than the fact that, man, I'm just my. I I think most defense is going to take on the personality. I'm just as intense as Coach Graham in certain aspects at certain times. Okay, but I think his strengths are probably. Maybe my weaknesses, my strengths are probably his weaknesses. So I think it makes for a balance, which is therefore I think that's what you want to become as a defense. I want to think you want to keep offenses off balance and there has to be a a calculated risk taken. You know, when do we pressure? You know, uh, vertical field position, time of the game, what's the score? You know, just like, yeah, we've really gone back and spent a lot of time evaluating and and, uh, I, I like where we are. Coach, thank you so much. Best of luck this season. Thanks, Coach. You bet. Arizona State Defensive Coordinator Keith Patterson. As you can see, the dynamic between Graham and Patterson on the defense will be interesting this season. And one of the players who will make that defense go is fifth-year senior Laiu Mokiola, who could be in line for a captainship this fall. He's certainly one of the most respected players on ASU's defense. Mokiola began his career as a safety moved back to the linebacker spot, and now as a senior finds himself at safety as he hopes to stay healthy and not battle injury during a pivotal senior season in which ASU's secondary will rely on his guidance and leadership. So here's our chat with Laiu Mokiola. Joined now by Arizona State senior Laiu Mokiola. Laiu, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. You've had such an interesting career at ASU, starting out at the safety position, moving to the spur linebacker spot, and now senior year, Todd Graham has asked you to move back into the defensive backfield. Can you just reflect on on your career arc here and how things have kind of come full circle for you? Uh, yeah, um, just first stepping here on campus was um, a dream come true, just um, being surrounded by the guys that I came in with and just going into our final year. Um, it's great just to see the things that we've done as a program. But most importantly, just being excited for this year. Um, a lot of big things, a lot of new guys, but um, we're ready. So. You gave just kind of a off-the-cuff speech to your teammates at that final summer conditioning session. Uh, talked about your multiple surgeries and all the things that you've been through to this point and how you wouldn't trade any of it uh, to, to be at this opportunity with this team. Uh, reflect on just kind of what has all gone into that process and, and just where you're at right now? Yeah, so when I first came in as a freshman, I had a lot of goals and aspirations, you know, to reach as a freshman and just having uh, those setbacks and surgeries and stuff put a lot of things in perspective. And 
I'm just grateful um, each day just to have the opportunity to play football and to be in my fifth year. It's uh, truly a blessing. So I see it as a an opportunity just to, you know, another chance to reach my goal of why I really came, and that's to win a ring and win a championship. So. Do you talk to a lot of younger players about what it's been like and how fast that the time goes? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, I, re I remember just being in the dorms with um, Salamo and Carlos and them just playing video games and trying to make the season go by faster. Now you're trying to make it slow down. So it's it's crazy. I mean, you try to tell younger players that, but, you know, you hear it, but it doesn't really hit you until you're, you're walking out of that tunnel into your final game. So it's um, – some definitely I've learned from the older guys that left this program and what they warned me about. So, but it's all fun. It's all it's all exciting part of life. So it's good. Todd Graham has talked about how complex this defense can be, and he singled you out for the years as being the player he depends on on the field, almost as a coach on the field. Does that type type of football acumen, football IQ, date back to when you first started playing in in high school or days before that, or has it really come to you? learning from Coach Graham here at ASU? Uh, yeah, definitely. I've been blessed with a lot of great coaches. Um, being in high school, it was more of just playing off of pure talent and, you know, just being in the right position. But when you come to college, you're p facing the same type of athletes, the same talent, and um, the game is more detailed. So Coach Graham and them do a great job of um, the X's and O's and the scheme part, um, getting guys lined up and, that's just part of my job is just to um, understand defense and make the guys on the field make their jobs easier if that's just, you know, getting them in the right position. And we have other guys that help along with Salam Afiso, this is his fifth year. He's like fourth year starting, so he knows the defense just as much as Coach Graham does. So a lot of great leadership. You've been a part of some really good defenses here at ASU, back-to-back 10-win -back seasons. Uh, you've had defensive players of the year, Will Sutton. Um, and then last year kind of took a step back, particularly with your passing defense. And I know injuries were a big part of that. Uh, how ready is, is this team this year to rebound from that experience? Um, we have a lot of guys that are just hungry. Um, just having that year bad, leaves a bad taste in your mouth. So you go throughout that the whole winter, the whole summer, of just thinking about that season. But um, it's new, new goals, and that's just a – I mean, the same goal, but new guys, new mindset. And, I mean, we got guys like Kareem Moore coming back, who, you know, led the Pac-12 in interceptions. We got Armand, who missed a year, but was a freshman All-American the year before. And we got younger guys stepping up. We have Gump Hayes and guys who just stepped up to the challenge and ready to take the task on head on. So it's um, – I'm curious and I'm anticipating the day we play. So it's going to be fun. When you look at this senior class, you mentioned you and Salamo, guys that Coach Graham has depended on on the field to know the defense inside and out. And when you look at the future of this program, are there players you see who can, you can almost pass the torch to in terms of on-field leaders who maybe are freshmen and sophomores and aren't quite there yet, but you think that this year could be key in their development? Oh, definitely. Um, there, Because uh, we have so many guys who are just quiet, quiet, personalities but when they're on the field they speak volume and some guys like Tayshawn Smallwood not, he's not really you know who who rock kind of guy we have uh, Christian Sam he's a quiet leader and they're all they they just they, the greatest thing about them they do their job and they're not told to ask to do it twice you know and that's the biggest part of their development and just seeing that and learning from guys like Salamo and 
guys, Stephon McCray, Evan Goodman, those guys on offense, they, they do a great job of leading that that core of the team. So I think it's just the younger guys intimidating, uh, imitating the, the older guys. And when it comes down to their final year, they're going to easily act into their role. So Todd Graham mentioned that he didn't zone play as many zone coverages last year as in the past. Uh, maybe it was personnel. Um, but we saw Ami get an interception of Brady White there early in yesterday's practice. Uh, we've seen you guys play in some uh, different coverage shells that we maybe didn't see as much of uh, previously. Uh, how much do you think that we'll see tweaks to what you guys have done in the past in that regard this year? I think uh, a lot of it is the same, like um, coverages and stuff we run. It's it's being adaptive to you know our skill set, and coach has been – Harping that like um, this whole summer is just the playmakers we got on defense, you know, Kareem and um, even the guys on D line and just getting them um, situated. But it's, uh, we're just the guys just getting back to the fundamentals of thing. I think that's the biggest thing. We're just focusing from the ground up, you know, not doing too much and just playing football. And that starts with tackling, catching, and uh, throwing the ball. So I want to take a step back here and. You were really one of the first players that Coach Graham recruited from the state of Texas. And Texas has been a place where ASU has scheduled all these games. There's road trips to get the recruiting profile up in that state. Do you kind of feel as though you're one of the ambassadors for the program to the state of Texas? And and do you feel comfortable when recruits come on campus talking to them about what that transition was like? Uh, Definitely. I feel like... um feel comfortable just to have the opportunity to speak to them and like how the transition is because I've been there before and they they have the same questions I asked when I was you know coming in as a high schooler so um, to give the chance to make them feel even more comfortable and let them know you know how it really is here and like the reality of you know being away from home but being able to play games still you know where family can attend and I mean, it's not too bad. The heat's not as bad, you know, compared to Texas. But the the, the family environment, well, you know, it's just similar to the high school programs that we breed in, in Texas. So um, the biggest part is just, you know, getting them comfortable and letting them know that, you know, it's you're going to win, you know what I mean? And that's the biggest thing to, to, uh, to those recruits. What do you think are going to be some of the key things that are the identifiers or the hallmarks of this team this year? Todd Graham mentioned uh, an increased physicality as one of the things that we may see. What, what, what's that from your perspective? Oh, yeah, um, just seeing it day to day, just guys going at it. I mean, the offensive line, Stefan and Evan leading those younger guys, and then you have Tayshawn and Renell uh, leading the D-line, and I mean, it's combative at the line of scrimmage. And in order to win the Pac-12, you got to be physical. Coach says it uh, every week. And um, the team that can run the ball, the team that can stop the run, is most likely, you know, have a better chance of winning, you know, the championship. So um, I think part of it's just um, coming each day and understanding that you got to bring it every day. And it's tough. You know, some days you're sore and banged up. But at the same time, it's, it's more overcoming that mentality the mental part of the game than the physical. So, Lyle, you're someone who's definitely more comfortable talking about their te- your teammates and celebrating <clears throat> their achievements. But knowing this is your last year, when things are all said and done in December and January, how do you feel as though you want to be remembered in this program? Um, I think the biggest thing from outside, like, 
any source of media or whatever. It's just having those relationships that I built here and just carrying them on um, wherever I go and just staying in contact with the, the players and the coaches and and all the staff and just hoping I made a made an impact in their life. Uh, like, because, I mean, everything that we do here is just a product of what the coaches um, produce, you know, and preach to us daily. And hopefully I've been a game changer both on and off the field. Bayou Mokiola, thank you so much for joining us. Best of luck this season. Thank you. Our next conversation comes with another Sun Devil who will be manning the defensive backfield alongside Mokiola. And that's sophomore Armand Perry, who's a third-year sophomore last season. His year was cut short due to an injury suffered against Cal Poly in non-conference play. And Perry has come back. He says he feels stronger than ever, and he certainly looks that way. We asked Perry what it means to have football back in his life, what he expects of a Sun Devil defensive backfield that will certainly have pressure on it once again as it hopes to improve in passing defense. Perry was reflective on his time at ASU, and he certainly hopes to serve as a mentor for some of his fellow Sun Devils moving forward. So here's our conversation with Armand Perry. Joined now by Arizona State defensive back Armand Perry. Armand, you've had an interesting career arc at Arizona State as well, but you haven't had the same type of longevity that some of the guys we've talked to today in Laiu Mokiola and, yeah. and uh, Cody Cole have had. Because your career arc has included playing corner, playing safety, being injured. Now you find yourself back in a starting safety role. This yeah. has all happened so quickly for you. What's that process been like? Um, I would honestly say it's been a long process. You know, um, I've been, I'm going on my third year. Um, but I'm actually about to be a sophomore on the field, so I'm fortunate to get that year back. But um, um, my time here at Arizona State's been really well. You know, I've um, learned a lot physically and mentally about who I truly am as a person. Um, and I'm only using that to my strengths now. You know, I see 2006 year, 2016 year being a big year for myself and for this team. That ankle injury was pretty significant, yeah. uh, non-conference, and you got your year back as you talked about it. You had never been through anything like that, really. And how much did that test you from a mental and physical standpoint? Um, it actually tested me more than anything as in my life. You know, um, many, many long nights, you know, um, I remember when I couldn't even walk, you know, I kind of had to teach myself how to walk again. So, um, but I'm here now, you know, I just look back at that, you know, it it motivates me, you know, Um, it was tough, you know, Um, I wouldn't wish that on anybody, but uh, I just thank God for, for helping me pull through it. And, you know, I really thank my mom, you know, for keeping my head up. Does football feel different now after an injury like that? Does it give you a different perspective on the game? Yeah, most definitely. You know, um, you can ask any of my teammates or my coaches. You know, I come in here with the with the championship mindset every single day. You know, I was away from the game from a from a long. I would consider that a long time because I've never really been injured in my career before. So I just learned that you can't take it take it for granted. You know, you never know when your last play or your last snap will be. So I take that into every meeting. Every time I lift weights, um, every time I watch film, and every time I practice, and I believe it's going to pay off for me. You've really physically matured yeah. over the last couple of years. You, the muscles are in different places yeah. now. Yeah. It just it just looks like a different version of you. Um, how does that manifest itself on the field, and, and how are you feeling out there in camp so far? Um, I feel great. You know, um, 
I just have fun with it every day. You know, um, the people sometimes forget that, you know, this game is supposed to be fun. So um, I just push everybody to the limit. You can ask anybody, you know, Kareem, I'm pushing him to be the best player. And he's pushing me to be the best player. Um, I'm pushing Smallwood to have another great season. I'm pushing JoJo to have another great season, you know. Just reminding those guys, you know, um, we have a chip on our shoulder and we could do something special here. And um, I feel like that's what I bring back to the defense. You know, I, I feel like I bring some life back into the defense. I think a lot of Sun Devil fans felt they were introduced to Armand Perry with your pick six against Washington your freshman year. Yeah. When did you feel like you could first play this game, play at the college level successfully? Um, I knew that going into my senior year of high school, um, you know, I, I had a fantastic coach back at Bishop Gorman. And uh, in a lot of ways, you know, he he, he saved, saved my football career, I would say. Um, he told me that you're, you're going to be a Division One football player. And ever since he told me that, <clears throat> you know, I took it serious, you know. Um, I feel like for any of you recruits out there, um, playing as a freshman, that's your choice. You know, it's what you're doing that second semester of your senior year. Are you uh, putting in the work or are you not? You know, every day um, I was competing. I wasn't only competing with high school. I was competing with the guys in college because that's where I was going. You know, so um, in the off season coming in here, you know, I was pushing myself every day. I didn't have a trainer, um, I didn't have a coach or anything. You know, I just took it upon myself to, to get myself ready. And um, I feel like I had a pretty good freshman year. And, you know, I feel like I just scratched the surface, but I'm ready to just put it all together this year. Armand, this defense puts guys in man conflict situations so much. And you rely so much on having to make that solo tackle in space. Yeah having to be the guy that knocks the ball away when it comes your direction. Uh, do you relish that? And is that something that if you don't possess that desire to be the guy in that situation, it's probably not the right place for you, ASU? Um, my, my thing is, why not me? Why I want to be that guy who makes that solo tackle. I want to be that guy who makes the big play. Um, it's a high-risk defense, but coming here, you know what you sign up for. So, um I just, we we don't really we don't really think about that you know um, we're tweaking some things schematically um, trying trying not to put some of our guys in, in as many situations and we're trying to cut down on that a lot and uh, we're doing that by our technique and you know our alignment and our assignment. You guys are separated by a number of years and you only had one year together as teammates at ASU, but I know you were close with Demarius Randall. Yeah. And now you're playing the safety position as Chris said. You're in a lot of man coverage situations. What has he taught you about the safety position? Um, I just want to shout out Demarius. You know, um, he was actually uh, my fall camp my freshman year. Um, he was my roommate in fall camp, and from the from the moment I met him, he said, "My name is Demarius Randall, and I'm going first round." He told me that every single night before we went to sleep, and I, I kind of thought he was crazy a little bit, you know, but um. That's a I, I owe a lot of respect to Demarius, you know, because he's a guy who 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 set set a goal for himself and he achieved it. And and when I was I was actually I feel like I was a part of that, you know, because I played with him and I, I I dormed in those little rooms at San Pablo with him and me and him talked every night. And um, you know, you gotta have respect for somebody like that. You know, he he showed me the ropes here at ASU and um, I, I thank him a lot for that. You mentioned the bond that you guys have on this team and the friendships. I know you, you and Demario are close. You and a lot of guys are close. Um, what is that like from the inside and just uh, playing for that guy beside you and, and knowing that you guys are going out there 
uh, as a, the best 11 that you can possibly be? Um, it means everything, you know, because <clears throat> once you step on that grass, it, it doesn't matter where you came from. Um, people on this team have come from all walks of life, fortunate, less fortunate. Um, and this game of football brings us all together, you know, and um, if I know what the guy to the right and left of me has been through, it definitely make you play harder because everybody's out here for a reason. You know, um, a lot of people have a lot of people counting on them back home. You know, I, I got a lot of people counting on me back home. And um, I just feel like every day when I show up to work, you know, I, I can't let those people down. This is a defense that requires a lot of its defensive backs. And there's a number of new defensive backs in the fold this year, whether it be transfers like Bryson Eccles or Jamarcus Rhodes, freshmen like Robbie Robinson and Chase Lucas. What do you tell these guys when, when they first start here, knowing that you've had the experience of playing in this defense before? Um, I've sat down and I've talked to each one of, one of those guys, and uh, I told them, you better come here and you better be ready. You know, because I, I feel like as a defense, um, we were last in passing defense in the country back in the secondary. So you know what you signed up for. So um, you bring it every day. You know, uh, Coach Graham's going to put the best 11 on the field. And, and that defensive back room is we're competing every day. You know, we're trying to be we're trying to do something legendary here. And the only way you can do that is if you push those guys to the right. You know, for an example, um, I push Kareem every day. He pushes me every day. And, um Next man up. Um, if you if if you deserve to get on that field, you know um, you j you just got to bring it every single day. You have the best perspective of anybody of those guys in front of you on defense. When you're talking about Smallwood, Wicker, Ami, your linebacking core, what's it like seeing all that every day in practice? Um, you know, I see some phenomenal guys <clears throat> in the in the front seven. You know, um, just some from being back there, just some of the techniques they use, some of the big hits they get. Um, and, I, you know, I love saying, playing safety because you see all that. And uh, I feel like I'm a run stopper as well. So uh, when I come up and stop the run, you know those guys respect me a lot for that. Armand, thank you so much for joining us today. Best of luck this season. You too. Thank you, guys. As you could tell, Perry and the rest of the defensive backfield on a mission this year and one player who hopes to help the Sun Devils execute in that regard is Marcus Ball, who's played spur linebacker and safety through his career at ASU. He's, he's bounced back and forth between the two positions, and he's really done whatever the coaches have asked of him throughout his career. He hasn't been on the field too much. He suffered with injuries early in his career, but Ball is really hoping that 2016 can be a breakout campaign, and he's, coach he's hoping that his coaching staff and fellow teammates can depend on him. So here's our conversation with ASU junior Marcus Ball. Next guest today, junior safety, linebacker, all everything defense, Marcus Ball. Marcus, thank you so much for joining us. You've had such an interesting path during your time at ASU, and now you've already through fall camp played some spur linebacker, moved back to safety. What kind of mentality do you bring every day knowing that the coaches could ask you to do something different on a daily basis? Um, you know, first and foremost, just you got to bring a positive attitude, an open mind to everything because, you know, our deal our deal here at Arizona State, just like, um, you know, everybody's deal is to get the best 11 on the field and get those best 11 in the best positions. 
on the field to, you know, essentially win a national championship. That's our goal, a Pac-12 championship, national championship. That's what we're going to do. So getting the best 11 on the field is very important um, for us to do so. And, um, you know, I bring an open mind, um, a, posit a positive attitude when I walk through these doors every day. Um, so, you know, anything that I can do um, for my team, first and foremost, and for the coaches, um, you know, diversity, um, diversity helps, you know, with, you know, being, being this, being, you know, an athlete, diversity helps me, you know, obviously play the, the safety spot, the spare spot anywhere that they, that they need me. Um, so that's, that's something that, you know, God has blessed me with is some diversity, some talent to, you know, play both and play and do what I do. But, you know, the, it's just just key, you know, that you bring a positive attitude, a positive outlook, um, and and be and be a selfless player um, because it takes a bunch of guys that are selfless um, that come together and really win the national championship. Marcus, you've been through so much already in your Sun Devil career. I can remember that first camp when you got hurt at Tonazona. Um, how do you reflect on just what's brought you to this point as a Sun Devil and the opportunities that you have right now? Um, you know, it's, it's 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 been a blessing. Um, it's a testimony. Uh, you know, I've been through been through a lot here at Arizona State, um, but I wouldn't I wouldn't uh, change it. You know, change it ever. You know, because it's made me into the person that I am today. It's made me into the player I am today. Things happen for a reason, um, and and I've stuck. Um, in God's corner, and God is stuck in my corner um, every trip of the way. So I've just always kept faith in God that He had a plan for me, um, and uh, you know everything is working out so far. Not content, you know, not complacent, because um, you, know, you should never be. Um, you should always want more. Um, but you know, I'm just you know striving. Like I said, I got a positive attitude right now. I'm not looking back, um, you know, because I want to leave. I want to leave a legacy here. And uh, when you talk about Marcus Ball, I don't want you know, people to talk about, oh, he's been injured, he's been injured. I want to, you know, talk about all positivity, you know, all positive things. Um, so that's that's what I want to leave, you know, when I when I finish here, that's what I want to leave behind. Um, but, you know, like like you said, you know, I've had a couple of negative things happen, but it's all positivity from here and it, and, uh, and, and things, like I said, things happen for a reason, but uh, I've, I've kept my faith in God and uh, everything is planned out. Um, and, and I'm here today um, with the great opportunity that the coaches and my players have, you know, put me in a position um, to be a great player. Todd Graham's defense is predicated on attacking and turnovers. And we've seen a lot of that through his first four years here. Last year against Washington, you had an interception of Jake Browning late in the game. It was kind of at a critical point in the game. And I recall your teammates were as excited as I've ever seen for a player to make an impact and have a turnover. What kind of reaction um, did that mean to you? Well, oh, I mean, it, it's, uh, they, uh, when I, you know, when I, that was probably one of the first games. I think that was the first game I actually played a whole bunch. Um, and, uh, you know, our, 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 the brotherhood here is strong. Um, you know, brotherhood is here is, is really strong. That's something that we preach is, you know, because, you know, first and foremost, you have to have, um, you know, a cohesive team. You have to have a team, you know, that's all bonded, uh, that believes in each other, um, that, that, you know, you look to the left, you look to the right, and you know you can trust them. Um, so uh, it was it's, it was so it was so impactful um, for, for guys like Salamo, Laiyu. When I got in, they were just like, man, we believe in you. Um, it's time to turn it up. It's your time. Um, and, and when I got in, you know, 
I didn't think twice twice about it. I just played. Um, and I got that pick. It was just awesome to see those guys, those guys all on my side and just so happy. Uh, because like you said, you know, you know, drawing back from the last question, those those guys know what I've been through here, um, and know how hard I've worked and know where I've you know I've come from. Um, so so that's you know that excitement um, was based off of that. You know, just knowing you know I've I've worked so hard and have come so far, um, and to make that play um, was just you know to make a good play and, and to play you know a good game. You know those guys were just excited and it meant a lot to me. This is such a multiple defense, and there's so much uh, put upon the defensive backs as a result of the aggression. What are the challenges that are presented by that, and how do you guys make sure that you have a season to your expectations after a passing defense that wasn't as good last year? Um, you know, if you want to, uh, you come to Arizona State and you want to be a DB, um, it's one thing I should tell you is, uh, you know, there's going to be some pressure on you. There's going to be some pressure on you. And if you don't want that, if you don't want to accept that pressure, and you probably don't want to come here if, um, because we do we do bring that pressure. Everybody knows um, it's, not, it's not a secret. Um, that's what we're going to do. So, um, you know, I, I think that, uh, you know, just, just going, into, going into this season, um, you know, a lot of guys have accepted that here. Um, a lot of guys have accepted that pressure. Um, you know, a lot of guys, uh, you know, are just excited. We got a good group of guys. Um, I think, I think the difference, I think the difference this year is just um, even our young guys um, are just so, uh, you know, so. This is just a bunch of good guys. You know, just a bunch of good kids, and they come in with such a positive attitude. It's hard to, it's hard to be, you know, 17, 18 year old, 18 year old kids, and then you just come in to college because you know, you come in from high school and you've been that star, and and you know you get placed back. Um, you know, you might be repping with the third team, you might not be repping at all, you might be repping a little bit, um, but you know, just to see how positive our DB core is every day, and to see how we work every day, it speaks volumes to to what we're doing, um, what we did this spring, and what we're doing right now. Um, you know, we're having a good, we're having you know a good uh, camp. Um, and uh, it just speaks volume. I mean, when you're positive and you want, and you come in with the mentality, um, you you know when you work, um, you just you don't really we really don't say much. You know we just we're that group, or that unit inside the big unit that just doesn't say much. We just work, 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 and uh, um, it's paid off tremendously. When you came to ASU, you had a background in high school playing quarterback, playing both sides of the ball, and you focused specifically on defense with the Sun Devils. Where have you seen the most growth and what particular skill, be it man coverage, be it uh, ball ability in the air, um, have you seen the most growth in your game? Um, you know, I, I think, you know, the most, the most growth in my game, um, you know, is, is definitely, uh, I've, I've, I've obviously got faster, um, but I think, uh, you know, something that allows me to, allows me to play fast um, um, is play recognition. Um, intuition, uh, you know, that's something that that's, that's another reason why I got that pick. It's just intuition. I think uh, the ability to the ability to see plays before before it even ever happens, um, you know, it's just uh, it's an awesome attribute. Um, you know, it's an awesome attribute that you can have in your game, um, and that's just something that 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 uh, I've always had. But it's the most growth. Um, you know, I've always been a guy who 
who love to tackle. You know, I, I, you know, I wear that 31, uh, inspired by Cam Chancellor. I mean, that's just a guy who I like. Who I like. Uh, I like his intensity and how he plays the game. Um, so I've always been a tackler. Um, but uh, play recognition is definitely something that you know uh, I would say uh, personally that you know I've seen the most growth um, since I've been a freshman. Now, we've seen you practice all over the secondary, multiple positions here at ASU. What's your best estimate of where we'll see you on the field the most this year, and why would you say that? Uh, that's, a, that's a tough question. Uh, you know, Coach, 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 uh, I'm sure Coach has a plan. Um, and, uh, you know, whether it's uh, spur or whether it's spur or whether it's safety, um, you know I feel comfortable at safety. Um, I've always been a safety. I've been a safety since high school. I've, I came in here and was a, I was a safety as a freshman, um, and even and even was starting as a freshman. Um, so I feel comfortable at safety. But uh, you know I trust coach. Um, you know and that's something. That's something that uh, you know. Uh, it's really key. It's key for for your players to trust um, your coaches, and I trust Coach Coach Graham's. Uh, I tr I trust Coach Graham's. Uh, you know uh, his his philosophy. I trust that that he's going to get the best players on the field, the best eleven on the field, in the right position. So whether it's safety or whether it's spur, um, all I all I want to do is be able to help the team. You know, win the Pac-12 championship and win a national championship. So. Um, it's not that I wouldn't say it's not that I don't mind um, because I feel comfortable at safety. I love the safety position, but even if it's at spur, I'm gonna work my tail off um, to to you know give back to my teammates. Marcus, thank you so much for joining us today. Good luck this season. I appreciate you. Thank you. Arizona State safety and spur, Marcus Ball. Our final interview at ASU Football Media Day took place with junior linebacker DJ Calhoun, who's had a number of different roles during his career with the Sun Devils. He's lined up at Devil Backer. He's been a nickel package player, and this season he's playing quite a bit of Will Linebacker in fall camp as the Sun Devils are looking for creative ways to put him on the field with fellow linebackers Salamo Fiso and Christian Sam. Calhoun was once a four-star recruit, and he reflects a little bit on his recruiting process, a play he made freshman year, and on his goals for the 2016 season. So without further ado, we'll send things over to our interview with ASU linebacker DJ Calhoun. Joined now by Arizona State linebacker DJ Calhoun. DJ, you've undergone a physical transformation during your first few seasons at Arizona State. You're now one of the veterans on this defense how does it feel heading into 2016, knowing that you're set to be one of the big contributors? Man, you know, uh, I'll just say uh, I want to give thanks, you know, to Gris. You know, he's been he's our strength and conditioning coach. You know, I, when I first came in, I was 189, and now I'm 234. So, you know, it's a big difference. But, you know, putting all the pounds, you know, being in uh, the film room, you know, taking notes from everybody on the team, you know, as far as the defense positions uh, coming in this year and being one of the top leaders is going to be just – really important to me what's the diet of a guy who's trying to gain 40 plus pounds in, in a year or two i'm not gonna say my diet is right but <laughs> I, I i eat a lot of meat a lot of meat and rice right yeah. uh, so keith patterson has talked to us about trying to figure out the best way to get you on the field with salamo and christian sam uh, because it's a given that you guys are the top playmakers um 
what's from the player's perspective what's that like and and seeing that uh, unfold on the field in practices uh you know so it's, it's it's a blessing you know knowing that you know you're one of the standout players on your team you know uh but then again you still have to be humble about it you know as you, you guys know from last year i didn't get as much playing time yes too because i broke my wrist or whatever but you know i still didn't stop me because i still played the next week you know uh but i could say as far as me in general I'm not really of a selfish player. You know, if I don't get on the field, I'm not going to be mad, but I have to contribute in some type of way, whether it's uh, amping up the team or being on special teams, something. I have to get something in. But, um, you know, uh, as far as uh, me, Christian, and Salamo being on the field together, it's going to be wonderful. You've had an interesting career in that you've played at the devil backer spot on occasion. You've played at the backer spot in the nickel package, and now you're taking first team reps at the will linebacker. How have you balanced learning all these positions in what really is one of the more complex defenses? Uh, really just watching film, you know, uh, and you've watched past players that have uh, played that position, and that's what I like doing the most. But, you know, just really keying in, you know, whatever the coaches tell me that they need me to play, you know, I'm going to try my best to, you know, try to. Try to do it. Who are some of those players that you've, you've watched? Uh, Salama Fiso, uh, Gino, Long Gino from last year. Um, and really, like, I, I, overall, I watch Salama. You know, Salama's an excellent player, the way he sheds blocks and everything like that. So I just really watch Salama. You, you were in freshman All American honors yeah. that first year. Uh, kind of were just flying all around mm -hmm. and maybe didn't know exactly what you were going to do. But yeah. if you were going to make a mistake, it was going to be full speed. Without a doubt. That first year. Uh, in what ways? do you understand the game at a much higher level and within the concept of your of your scheme? I'm Coach Graham and Keith Patterson, or Coach uh, Patterson. You know, um, I would say they break they break it down. You know, uh, our defense is very versatile. So, you know, uh, with our defense, one week we might be doing this, next week we might be doing that. Uh, we have a lot of blitzes. I don't think anybody in any school's history runs uh, the blitz and defense that we run. Um, but I think as far as, you know, balance it out and everything, you know, you just you just got to live with it. I don't know. Just got to go with the flow. Yeah. yeah. I remember a few years back, you had a really interesting recruitment to Arizona State. You started out committed to USC and then ended up coming here with your high school teammate, Jalen Harvey. And one of the first memories Sun Devil fans probably have of, of you playing is a big-time sack on the blind side of a USC quarterback. Yeah. Do you remember that moment and what that felt like? That was probably the highlight of my whole life, you know, because I always wanted to play against USC. I was committed there, but I always wanted to play there. And, um, you know, uh, when I came in there, like, as a, a high school student, um, you would just watch the games or whatever. I'm like, man, I can't wait to make a play there. Because my first time coming there was probably when I was in, what, the ninth grade watching them play Oregon or whatever. And I was just looking like, man, I can't wait. I got to make a play on this field some some way, somehow, even if I'm a part of their family or whoever family, you know, I'm going to be in. So, but I remember that play crazy. Uh, the first play that started off is when I could have sat Kessler in the backfield and got a safety. And then Coach Graham, he seen that I was mad. And, you know, he was yelling at me because now nah, I missed a tackle or whatever. And then he sent me on a weak crash. And I was like, yeah, it's my moment right here. <laughs> When I came, smacked them, and I didn't know what type of celebrations. I just held the forks up and looked at our crowd, and it just got wild. I said, yeah, I'm fine. I'm good. <laughs> There's uh, a lot of different looks that you guys can put forth on mm -hmm. the field, and I think we'll see maybe even more than we have in the past this oh, yeah. year. Um, what's that like as a player, and is that uh, specifically 
tailored to the type of opponent, whether it's a pro-style offense or a spread, or, or or how do you see that? Well, the defense that we're running right now, I can't really say, but just know just it's going to it's, it's, <laughs> hey, it's say anyways. Be, it's going to be it's going to be uh, hard for every uh, like any team to stop. Why? You know, we just have people covering all over the field. You know, we could blitz you at any time. It's just. It's gonna be nice. So di- different pressure. looks, like oh, yeah. were you guys in zone zone drop and Everything. things like that? Yeah. We saw we saw uh, Ami got a, a sa- an interception yeah. of Brady White yeah. in practice yesterday. Is that the kind of thing that you're talking about? Yes, sir. <laughs> you know, it's gonna be something amazing. And just uh, knowing that the playmakers we have, even some of the walk on guys, you know, hopefully they earn scholarships. But the big standout to or it's two, it's really been two big standouts to me that stood out. Uh, where uh, uh, Tremel Tops, you know, he's a walk-on. Really? Okay, he's, yeah, he's, he's, defensive uh, tackle. Uh, yes, he's a, a vocal guy, you know, about his faith and everything like that, and he's a, he's a dog. You know, when he comes in, he's going to try to make a play. And then Ami's little brother, A.J. Latu, you know, he's going to be a, a very good standout, and he brings it every day. What led, what led to A.J.'s improvement, would you say, in the last year or so? All you have to do is really watch the film. <laughs> you watch the film in practice, he brings intensity, and he's always trying to fight somebody, uh, coming off that edge, getting sacks, you know, everything like that. You've obviously been used throughout your career here as one of the primary linebacker blitzers. How have you evolved in your technique in that regard? Because if people know you're coming, I mean, you're part of Arizona State's defense, how do you work to disguise that and, and – really work past offensive linemen with different moves? I can say one thing that I don't like is like, okay, if it's a third down and I come in a game, everybody know I'm coming. Like, every, <laughs> every team knows that I'm coming. So, but, you know, I just have to just, I don't really want to, I don't want to say it out loud or whatever, but, you know, I just have to, you know, show show different type of, you know, techniques I can do, whatever, you know, I'm not going to, because I don't want anybody to listen to this, but yeah. yeah. But yeah, it's just, you know, stuff like that. Do you, do you guys call it still the spur when it's you and Christian out there together is it more is it more of a four three? How do you um, look at that uh, the heavier Mike, front? Mike Sam and Will. It is Mike Sam yeah. Will. And is that the first year where you guys are doing it that way? Yes. And the 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 interaction between you and Keith Patterson and the players as that's kinda come to be, what's that been like? It's been great. You know, uh our real first experience of him really just taking over and going back to the old ways was was, uh, was my freshman year was the UCLA week. And, you know, when we uh, went up there and stomped them out. But just the whole intensity during practice, you know, running to the ball, you know, everybody, like, relax, stop yelling at each other, stop arguing, everything <laughs> like that. Uh, and just, you know, just believing that, you know, we could win and we could do this, whether whether well, what our, re- our record shows. And why are you guys calling it Mike Samuel? Is it no defense. Literal, no yeah. literal defense uh, yeah. differences with yes. what you're doing. Yes, sir. What do you see as the potential for this year's defense coming off a season in which, yes, there were a lot of sacks and tackles for loss, but also a lot of passing touchdowns given up, last in the NCAA and passing yards. Do you think you found more of a balance this year? Yes, we have. Uh, we probably have more more of the takeaways ever in ASU history, like during practice and everything. You know, every day we're at least averaging at least three interceptions, you know, two or three forced fumbles, and probably – about like 10 tackles for loss, you know, just you can see it improving every day. Even if we start off bad, you know, it's not always how you start, it's how you finish, but you know, you want to start off good too. But uh, just in general, like when people see us play, it's not just going to be based off of one person or three or four guys. It's going to probably be the whole 11 on the defense that's going to make an impact. With regard to that takeaways, um, Todd talked about not getting as many strips 
fumble recoveries as you have in the past last year. Right. And every day in practice when you go out there, it's something that you guys work on relentlessly. Right. Um, is that is does that does doing that creep into the mindset of doing it actually, or uh, is it second nature? Naturally, uh, or do you have to practice something like that? You really have to practice it because you know when you go in to make a tackle, nobody just you know per, uh, you know really focuses on okay, let me get the ball out because you have to get them down, uh, regardless of the person. But uh, how we start our practices, you know, we'll start with all the big plays and everything, and uh, strip drills and everything like that, and we'll watch it on video. And once you see other players on your team walk on, it doesn't matter. Strip the ball out, and the coach you know cheer from, and the team get hyped off of it. That's when I'm like okay, well maybe I could do that too. DJ Calhoun, Arizona State will linebacker, but we can guarantee you'll see him in a number of different spots over the course of the year. DJ, thanks for joining us. That's all good. (laughs) With the conclusion of the Calhoun interview, that concludes episode four in our two-part series from Sun Devil Football Media Day. Two episodes this week, the third week of fall camp beginning for Arizona State. Less than three weeks to go until the Sun Devils kick off their 2016 campaign against the Northern Arizona Lumberjacks. That game on September 3rd, it's getting closer. For publisher Chris Cartman, I'm Kerry Crowley. Thank you so much for joining us here on Episode 4 of the Sun Devil Source Report. If you're looking to sponsor our podcast, feel free to reach out to either of us on Twitter, via email, or through the Devil's Sanctuary on our premium forum on sundevilsource.com. Remember, we've got plenty more coming your way in the coming weeks regarding training camp for the Sun Devils. All the position battles, the quarterback race will be scrutinized and analyzed closely by Chris and myself, as well as recruiting analyst Kevin Stewart. And in that light, we'll have another recruiting podcast out for our premium subscribers on sundevilsource.com later this week. So be sure to check out that episode, which will be coming your way shortly as well. Thank you so much for sticking with us through these interviews from Football Media Day. We hope you learned a lot about the players and coaches for the Sun Devils, not just about their expectations for the 2016 season, but about how they fit into the grand scheme of things and how they feel about ASU overall as a whole. Once again, you can listen to us on iTunes, the Google Play Store, Stitcher, and TuneIn. We're available in those apps and if you use a different podcast app, reach out to us and we'll be able to provide you with the RSS link to the Sun Devil Source Report podcast. So a number of different ways to catch our show. And as always, be sure to leave us a rating and a review if possible. If you like our show, please do so. We can get our name out there, get our profile up so that you can discuss the Sun Devil Source Report podcast with your fellow ASU fans. Chris Cartman, I'm Kerry Crowley. Thank you so much for joining us and be on the lookout for our content the rest of the way through fall camp and into the season on sundevilsource.com.